and welcome to Revengers Friends from Work on the Hopewell Valley Student Publications Network, where students come together to publish content to share with the world. The opinions expressed in this episode are my own. Please enjoy the show. You're listening to Revengers Friends from Work with your host, Christina Zellin. In this episode of Avengers Friends from Work, I'll be discussing Hawkeye. This is the eighth and final episode in a miniseries where I talk about each of the TV shows and movies of 2021. This is the last one because I have already done Spider-Man No Way Home, which is like officially the last movie of 2021. That is episode seven, The Magic Number. So if you guys want to go check that out to see my thoughts and reactions to that, you can go ahead and listen to that as well. So first we're going to kick it off with the plot. It's basically Clint Barton and Kate Bishop trying to take down, or at least it's not really taking down the tracksuit mafia because they didn't really. It was more just stopping them from killing them. Like, I don't know what the word is, but they weren't trying to break apart like the group. They were just trying to prevent them from getting closer and trying to figure out who Ronan was. Because after Kate put on the Ronan suit, she just totally opened this whole can of worms with the tracksuits going after her, thinking she's Ronan because they have a vendetta against him because their leader, Maya, her dad was killed by Clint. And of course, that strives for revenge. And he was the original leader of the tracksuits. So then I guess by just family ties, she got passed down the role as leader. And so they all followed her. And that was just her goal. It's been all these years just to figure out who her father's killer was. So they were all trying to go after just Ronan. And I don't know any better because you know, Ronan had a big mask and suit on. They couldn't tell who it was. So then you just see someone walking around with it on. You're like, oh, that's Ronan. That's the person who killed Maya's dad. So now Clint, who is actually Ronan, is like, oh, crap. Now somebody else is being put in danger because they put on the suit. And that suit has, like, a a bad reputation. And now people are kind of come after whoever has it on. And now he's just trying to protect Kate. Like, at first when he meets her he's just like oh come on like you're just a kid like why do you have to like he was mad that it was like somebody so young that's now being like tied to this and it wasn't an adult but that was just kind of it was kind of funny Clint's first reaction another big thing about the plot which kind of was tied in very much a lot especially I want to say from episode four on was Clint trying to accept Natasha's death and deal with that loss. Like, there was an awful lot of Natasha references and, like, callbacks to that. I think at the start of episode four, you, like, heard a conversation. Like, you heard Nat's voice. And I was just like, oh, my God, I miss her so much. Uh, she, it's, it, it was hard watching because I still miss her, even though it's been, like, three years at this point <laughs> since she's died. It sucks still hearing that. And it's, like, gut-wrenching to see, like, Clint and Yelena just, like, break down, like, thinking about her again. It sucked because, like, it was a nice scene when Clint's, like, oh, the best shot I I took was the, one, was the one I didn't take. And I was talking about Nat, and I was just like, oh, my God. I was like, yes, I love their friendship so much. Their friendship is one of the, is one that is very underrated. So that's just kind of the overall plot of that. Now we're going to move on to powerful scenes. So the first one that kind of just got Kate inspired to even go out and do almost everything she does was 
her younger self in 2012 in the Battle of New York and seeing Clinton, like, doing his iconic scene where he jumps off the building, spins around, like, shoots, like, a grappling hook arrow or whatever, and, like, crashes into a building. It was kind of cool that we got to see it from, like, a different perspective and in, like, real time because, you know, in the first Avengers, it's in, like, slow-mo, so it was kind of cool to see how it happened in real speed. But that was when Kate was first inspired to do stuff. It was the death of her dad plus seeing Clint do that was just all the motivation that she needed. She, like, wanted to be an Avenger. Like, she was, like, totally with it. She's like, yeah, I understand how all this works. Like, she worked her butt off. Like, ever since that day, she just, like, mastered martial arts. She she did freaking gymnastics, too, which... I could see that being like a look down upon skill set to have, but I think it's really cool. Imagine like you're like very you're very nimble, you're very like flexible. You can kind of do acrobatics, but you can also fight and then like wield a weapon. Like it's normally like one or the other. Like I could feel like you either wield a weapon or you're like nimble and can fight. Like you know what I'm saying? Like like for example, like Thor isn't the most nimble and fast-moving person by any means, but he wields a weapon. The people who don't have powers, on the other hand, they have to rely on being acrobatic and whatnot and having that good skill set in order to stay alive. So, like, Nat was very acrobatic. I said Clint, despite his old age, was very was very fast and nimble. And Kate was the same way, too. So the people who don't have powers obviously have to rely on that and... Kate just very much broadened what she could do, and that really helped her when in the show, like, fighting people. Another powerful scene was, <laughs> honestly, just, this was one of, um, this was, like, the first Nat reference that we got right off the bat in the first, like, ten minutes of the show, and I'm like, that was fast, and that wasn't needed, was Clint leaving in the middle of the play, because... It wasn't that the battle itself was traumatic for him. I mean, I'm sure it was because, you know, that's like when they first got like assembled and stuff like that. But the fact is just seeing like just Natasha and just seeing somebody else like play her, that just upset her too much. He's like, I can't watch this. And of course, Lila is his like best supporter out of his three children. She's just like, yeah, dad, like, we don't have to watch this. Like, it's fine. She's like, I know you're upset about Natasha. Like, Lila's just like... She has that kind of intuition. She definitely she definitely gets that from Annie Nat, as they call her. Another powerful scene was uh, Maya's backstory as to why she's, like, the leader of, like, the tracksuits. You literally just see her just coming back to, like, the gang's hideout, and you see Ronan just murdering everybody, and Maya's just trying to, like, get in there and just to try and stop him. She just already sees her dad stabbed. Which sucks, but then she becomes the leader of that. I'd say, like, another... Powerful scene was, oh God, I can't think of it now, but I can't remember. Normally I like to do these in order, but I haven't been writing them down, so I'm kind of going off of memory at this point, was when Clint was standing at the, like the memorial site for when, for like the Battle of New York, like there's like a plaque on the side of the building. It's like at this site in 2012, like the Avengers first assembled and you just see the OG6 and then you see Clint just take out his hearing aid and it's just like the whole world just goes like silent. And he's just standing there just like talking to Nat. And he's like all for that stupid orange rock. And it's just, it sucks because you're sitting there listening to him. And you can just hear the pain in his voice. Like just thinking that he misses her. And then he's like, I'm sorry for what I'm about to do. And it sucks because Clint, everything in, inside of him is probably telling himself, don't do this. Like Nat wouldn't want you to do this. But he's just like 
has to. And it's oh my god, it sucks to watch. Like it like it's good storytelling. Like it's just it's it's a sucky feeling to have, like watch Clint like still be in that much like pain in her memory. And it just kind of it made me tear up a little bit when I was watching it. And of course, I can't tell you how many times the music that was in the post credit scene of Black Widow when like Elena's like around like Nat's grave like that that piano music was played like that same like four or five notes was like played during this show it was crazy the amount of times it was and I'm just like can you guys stop playing with my emotional state with by playing the song please like I'm already a wreck enough every time they bring up Nat and now you're sitting here playing this music again it's bringing back traumatic memories and I don't need it I was just like, oh my gosh, can you please stop? <laughs> Other powerful scene, which was one of them that I mentioned earlier, was Clint saying that the best shot he took was the one he didn't take. And he was explaining how he was sent to take out Natasha and he could just, I guess, just see it in her eyes that she wanted out. And Marvel and their sneaky little parallels here, it goes back to 2012 when Natasha was like interrogating Loki and she was kind of like, baiting him with her backstory she literally said i wanted out and then you just hear clint say i thought she uh, like like i think she wanted out so they were like saying like the same thing just shows you the same kind of wavelength that the two of them are on because their friendship is just that powerful (laughs) and i'd say another powerful scene was i mean this was this is by far the most gut-wrenching like one for me to watch was well okay I'm going to table that one for the end because I'm trying to think about this in order. Another one was, of course, Yelena getting revealed as the masked figure that they were fighting. As soon as I heard that, I, like, I, look, I knew Yelena was going to be hitting her somewhere. Like, I was just waiting for it. But the moment I knew that Clint saying he was fighting Maya and Kate's like, oh, no, I'm fighting Maya. They're like, then who am I fighting? I'm like, it has to, and, like, it has to be Yelena. I'm like, you know how much of a disappointment this would be if it wasn't? And then I saw, like, her use, like, her red, like, shocky bracelet thing i'm like oh my god it's her and she just takes off her mask and just starts shaking her head and she just jumps off the building in the coolest way possible clint like i love like you're diving off the building but the way you like, just like jumped off and just flipped around and just had like it was like t-post while she was falling it was just like really cool to me and then you have her cute little like macaroni scenes like i made macaroni if you want some it was just like i love her so much she's one of like my favorite characters ever and it's just just the fact that we got more scenes with her, it was just like, yes! Can't wait to see you, Elena. So now going back to the really gut-wrenching one that I was talking about earlier was when Elena was gonna kill Clint. And <laughs> she originally, like, she Clint tried to tell her, he's like, she made a choice, like, she sacrificed herself, like, you're not listening to me. And Elena's just like, stop lying. She goes, like, that's... That's not what happened. Like, you're the reason. Like, you killed her. You just didn't want to be... You just didn't want to die, so you just killed her instead. And she literally just beat the crap out of Clint. Like, I didn't even know. Like, he... He didn't look... I mean, there could be internal injuries for all I know, but it didn't look like she, like, did that much damage to his face. Like, there was barely any scrapes or stuff like that. But you just heard this constant just thunk of her just whacking those holes out. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like, she probably just broke his jaw the amount of times that she hit him. And then she was about to kill him. And then Clint freaking did Nanulina's secret whistle thing. And I'm like, oh my god. Like, I didn't think I was going to hear that whistle again. 
And I heard it, and I was like, what? And you just see Elena's face just break down. She's like, how do you know that? It's like, it's like, it's your secret whistle with Nat. And I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, stop it. And I'm like, this is the moment where they're going to become friends and bond over Nat's death. And that's what exactly what they did. It was so freaking sad, though. Like, Elena, I kid you not, Elena, like, literally had me crying when she, like, Clint said, it was like, oh, Nat talked about you all the time. And being, like, a younger sister, like, I'm, I'm the older sister. It was sweet to see the younger sister wanting, like, the older sister's validation. And I was like, oh, what'd she say about me? And I was like, oh, my God. It was just, it was so sad to just, like, see Elena just wanting to know what Nat said about her. And then, like, Clint said, oh, she told me about the time that you guys were flying on the plane as kids. She was flying that plane. And the only thing that she could think about was just, like, keeping you safe. And, like, that's never changed. And you see, like, Elena start crying to say, like, I miss her so much. And it's like, yeah, me too. And I'm like, oh, my God. And, of course, probably, like, the music is playing in the background again. And, you know, you're just, like, where's the box of tissues? Because I honestly think I needed it. <laughs> it was just, oh, my God. I was just, like, breaking down in tears. And then Clint's just like, we're going to have to find a way to live with their death. I'm like, Yes. That's what I wanted to see. Character development from the both of them. Yes. Good job, guys. And then you have Kate, meanwhile, on the other side of the block, freaking battling out Kingpin by herself, which I had a little issue with that fight. But here's the, here's the, here's the scoop, though. When I watched Hawkeye for the first time in December of 2021, I haven't, I hadn't watched Daredevil yet, so I had no clue who this Kingpin person was. The only reason that I did watch it was because obviously we saw Matt Murdock in No Way Home, and my dad's like, oh, he's a Daredevil, and I was like, oh, well, I kind of want to get to know more about him, and then I saw there was this TV show on Netflix that's Daredevil, I'm like, oh, wait, let me watch this, so then I binged through that, so now I obviously know that it's Wilson Fisk, and now I'm just like, okay, all right, this fight seems a little exaggerated here. Like, I understand that Wilson is really freaking strong, but he seemed to be a little bit overpowered in this. Like, like I've seen him fight in Daredevil. He's never really been that, that strong. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like he, he's like, I know he's bench pressed like an insane amount of weight, but he just seemed to just be like throwing Kate like left and right. So I don't, I don't know. That could just be me. He could have gotten more buff from <laughs> the end of Daredevil to now, but he just seemed a little, a little too, too strong just for his, because he's still just like a regular guy. Like he still doesn't have superpowers or anything like that. But I don't know, but Kate was able to beat him. I'd like, I feel like, I feel like they, I don't know. This fight, the, the fight just seemed weird because obviously Kate had to win but it just seemed like a really odd, like, it, it didn't seem like a good fight, because in reality, like, I honestly think if Kate didn't have, like, her trick arrow things, like, Wilson would have absolutely just destroyed her. Kate had to win the fight, and, like, she had, like, the trick arrows to help her. And Wilson still got away, and probably murdered Maya at the end there, because you see, like, Maya just, like, pulling her car up to Wilson, and... He, he starts he starts saying some one of his, his philosophical things. Like, if you watch Daredevil, you know that he's a very philosophical man. So he starts saying something like that, and then it pans away. So you don't see, A, who shot a gun, or B, who got shot. Wilson is most certainly not dead. 
or if he did get shot, he he's he didn't he didn't die. <laughs> I honestly think maybe either A Wilson shot Maya before she can get a shot off, or B I wouldn't be surprised if Kazi came up behind her and killed her because he wanted to kill her like before that. So I wouldn't be surprised because we didn't Kazi didn't. I mean, we did see him like die, but he could have just been faking it just so Maya would stay off his trail. You know what I'm saying? Just so, like, he can kind of, like, shake her away just in case he wanted to come back and, like, actually deliver, like, the final kill. But who knows? I don't know. We'll find out eventually, hopefully. All right, so now we're going to move on to characters. So I'm just going to do Clint and Kate here. I maybe mention dealing at the end. So Clint was ready to put all the hero things behind him, but he's been constantly reminded of everything that he's done, whether it's like seeing himself in the play or like random strangers like recognizing him and like thanking him for everything he's done or asking him for a selfie or whatever. He's never going to be able to get away from it. Like he is just constantly reminded of it. And he has finally gotten what he wants. He can finally go home and spend time with his family and watch his kids grow up. I have a question about that though. I, I'm confused. I don't know if anyone can answer this for me, but in Endgame, we all saw his whole family get blipped, correct? Like every, like, like he was like walking around the field, nobody was there anymore. Like all four of them, like Laura, like Laura, Nathaniel Cooper and Lila were all out there, right? And they all blipped away. And we can obviously see that Lila was the oldest out of all of them, correct? Like, I'm not I'm not correlating height to age, but I'm gonna just humor me for a second. Lila definitely looks the oldest out of all of them, but they all blipped away. So like, why does Cooper say that like he's the oldest now? Like why? Did, like it made it look like like he didn't blip at all. Like he's like 16 now, and I think he's older than Lila. I could be wrong, but Nate just like seems. Nate still seems like a child, like he did blip, but Cooper seems like he didn't. So that's the only thing I'm confused about. I don't know. That could just be just their actor choosing. I thought they did say Cooper was 16. I don't know. I can't remember. Regardless, he got to go home and spend time with his family, except now he couldn't go home with them at first because of the mess that Kate made, and he tried to finish it as quickly as possible, but he realized he couldn't do it by himself, and he... He needed help, whether it was from Kate or the LARPers, their besties. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Clint with the LARPing was so funny because his um, his like swordsmanship and just fighting skills are just 10 times better than everybody. So he was just killing people left and right when he was doing the LARPing, and it was very funny. He tried to push everyone, including like mostly Kate, like away and trying not to get too attached to her. Mostly because I think that he didn't want to see, like, anything, like, happen to her. And he just couldn't bear to lose another person. Like, he lost Nat. So he didn't really want to, like... He wanted to he wanted to protect her, but he didn't want to get so attached like he did to Nat. So that if something happened to her, he wouldn't feel the same. Like, he wouldn't feel that devastation that he did when Nat died. And eventually Clint learned to just open up to her. She kind of, she was very, she's very persuasive. Like she very much has a, 
like a millennial, like Gen Z, which I know she's like 20, I know she's 22, so she, obviously she is, but she has like that very much like young person attitude towards it. Like she was scared of nothing. Like me, if I was talking to Avenger, I'd do anything possible not to piss him off. She did not care. Like she was constantly nagging him and like doing stuff to annoy him. I wouldn't have the kind of guts that she has. And that's what Kate's mom was saying. She goes, you've never had a confidence issue. So obviously she wasn't scared to poke the bear essentially for a bit. So like I said, eventually he learned to open up to Kate and help the, and help stop the tracksuit mafia. And like I said earlier, Clint also learned how to deal with the grief of losing Natasha and helped Elena at the same time deal with hers because it wasn't just, Like, her death affected many people, but those two, I feel like, hit closest to home. And so now the two of them, like like Clint said, he's like, we're going to have to find a way to to deal with it. So he not only, like, helped himself because he realized that he was, like, messing her a lot too. And then you have somebody else come in the picture who was also going through the same thing, and he's just trying to help her as well. So now with Kate... She lost her father at a young age during the Battle of New York, and after seeing Clint in action, she just wanted to be the one to protect her mother. She's like, that's my job. And Kate's like, nah, I got this. Like, you're old. (laughs) No, that might not have been one of the reasons, but Kate felt the need now. She felt inspired enough to want to go out, and just all she wanted to do was help protect her mother. And when she first started hanging out with Clint, she was fangirling over him so hard like she was just excited to be in the room with him like like I said I would try and not do that like as much as like as excited as I would be to be standing there like with an Avenger I would try my best to not fangirl but I don't that's just that's just Kate so over time she starts to like learn that they're partners and they need to work together she's like i look at that we're communicating like she just she really wanted this to work because that, that's been her dream so she was really willing to do anything just to try and communicate well or make their partnership work or whatever it was just to essentially keep hanging out with them and clint just absolutely just shut her out at the end of episode four because once Elena was in the picture, he's like, oh my god, this is a Black Widow assassin. Like, he just did not want stuff to happen to Kate. And that's why, essentially, he didn't let her back in the fight. Because Elena just tossed Kate over the side of the building. And, like, you know, had a wire on it. Kate was saying, like, pull me back up. Like, I need to help you out. And Clint's just, like, Clint definitely got flashbacks to when that fell off the cliff. Because you just see someone just falling again, and he just drops everything. It's just like runs over. He's, he's just like no, 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 no. And then he's just all of a sudden you see him. He's like, okay, she's not dead. <laughs> he definitely, he definitely has some PTSD from that. And now just kind of once again looking down at the same situation, kind of stuck once again because I, I mean, I'm sure Clint is strong, but I don't like I don't think he's strong enough to pull someone up like with that distance. So once again, he had to let somebody go and watch them fall. How poetic. <laughs> so he just absolutely is just like, this is done, Kate. Like, this just got very real. Not there's a Black Widow assassin. He didn't want to admit it, but he was basically saying, I'm doing this to protect you and make sure that you don't get killed because then I have that on my conscience along with everything else that I have on my conscience. He's like, I don't need that. Okay, goodbye. But Kate, like I said, being the persistent one that she is and 
filling up Clint's inbox to the point where no messages could be taken. And she was very persistent and she just did not want to give up on this. She's like, we got in this together. Okay, backtrack. I got in this to, I got in this myself and I dragged you in it. And now we're gonna finish this out. And her persistence works because Clint takes her back and they work together and they win for now. Wasn't a win-win for everybody, but because Kate's mom went to jail. She's the one who put her there. And that's part of being a hero, everyone, was learning that family members might not be the best people in the world. Also, complete side note, just a funny thing that was pointed out in the show that I just thought of now. I thought it was kind of funny how, well, I don't think it's really funny. Well, not funny, but interesting how they had, like, Clint be part of hearing and then Clint, okay, so how did that happen? You see this montage of just explosion, like all the time stuff exploded around Clint. He's like, yeah, like years of experience and stuff like that. It's kind of like weird that like that's like the only person that's been affected by it, like that much. I mean, I'm sorry, Clint, but you're kind of getting on the older side. So maybe like your old man hearing is starting to go a little bit and those explosions didn't help. But it's interesting though that they like brought it up and I'm kind of glad that they incorporated it because... Otherwise, it would have been weird to try and talk to Maya and Clint be hearing and not know sign language because that was how him and Maya communicated because at least he knew sign language from learning it because he was hard of hearing. So I thought that was, thought that was good that they got that connection there. So overall enjoyment, I enjoyed the show a lot. I know some people just, they're like, meh, oh, it's okay. Especially the post credit scene. We don't talk about that. It was wasted potential in my opinion, but I mean, I still watched it still jammed out a little bit but i feel like they definitely could have done something with kingpin we'll see i don't know it was something different that we've seen before like it was definitely like a toned down like the stakes weren't high like breaking open the multiverse or something like that or like you know unleashing dragons or whatever like it wasn't like that the stakes weren't that high and it's good like i said it was good because we got something different and I'm glad Clint finally got the recognition he deserved. And all it took him freaking 10 years of being in Marvel movies. Like, yeah, Clint, it's your time to shine now. It's the last one. <laughs> Everyone else got their own movie. I mean, Hulk get, did get his movie. I'm still sad it wasn't Mark Ruffalo. But once Mark gets his own, well, they have like the She-Hulk. I'll probably be in that. But then again, it's not a show, but whatever. I'm excited to see that another one of the, the young Avengers has been introduced and immersed into the crowd. So we got three of them-ish. No, I don't know, wait, hold on. We got we got Sam for Cap. Ugh, I hate saying Peter for Tony. He's not he's not, he's not Iron, Iron Man Jr. anymore, but I'll say that for now. We got Yelena for Black Widow, Kate for Clint, Gonna see Jane for Thor. And then I guess when she Hulk, that'll be it for Hulk. And then the Young Avengers shall be formed. That'll be a comedic duo. Oh my God. Imagine the freaking squad of people that will be. Just imagine just Kate, Yelena, and Peter. Oh my God. That'd be the funniest group of people ever. Okay, so just to give you a premise, like I did last time, of episodes that are coming out. Uh, Moon Knight, the Moon Knight finale just came out yesterday. So my next one will be talking about that. And then Multiverse of Madness, since it's Thursday, May 5th, essentially comes out today, even though the official release date is tomorrow. I won't be seeing it until Saturday. So that 
you expect that episode to also come out in the near future too so there's at least two episodes to be looking forward to all right i hope you guys enjoyed and i'll see you next time